Join us this April 2nd and 3rd for the Worship Audiovisual Experience Spring 2024 Conference and Expo happening in conjunction with the Cavlo event. Wave and Cavlo are bringing more than 50 leading manufacturers and service providers to the Gaylord Opryland in Nashville, Tennessee, showcasing the latest technologies available for your church. Wave will be providing conference education to take your production and worship to the next level by learning lighting, sound, and video techniques, as well as leadership and advanced technologies like AI usage. Registration is just $99 if you register by March 5th for the conference. The Expo Pass is always free for everybody, so make sure to bring your entire team to see all that the exhibitors have to offer. Register at wave-event.co. That's wave-event.co today. Attention all churches and organizations. Are you looking to amplify your message and reach your community in a powerful way? Introducing Podcast Made Simple, the perfect solution for churches and organizations and even yourself, eager to step into the world of podcasting with ease and confidence. Our beginner course serves as a comprehensive guide, helping you navigate the ins and outs of podcasting effortlessly. From selecting the right equipment to crafting engaging content, Podcast Made Simple provides step-by-step guidance tailored to your needs. No more struggling with complicated technology or feeling overwhelmed by the process. With our course, you'll be recording and sharing your message to the world in no time. Podcast Made Simple helped our church connect with our congregation in a whole new way. Thanks to this course, our message is reaching more people than ever before. Don't miss out on this opportunity to engage your community and make a lasting impact. Enroll in Podcast Made Simple today. The link is in the show notes or visit our website, InvisibleMediaConsulting.com. Welcome to the Church Sound Podcast. I'm your host, Prentice Thompson, along with the pastor, Caleb Winley. We're here to help you get through Sunday. Was it too loud? Did, did you have feedback? Were the musicians too loud? Could you not hear the pastor? Well, we're here to help you with that. We provide audio solutions for all of your spiritual gatherings. So let's learn something. Huh? Let's go. Yes, welcome to the Church Sound Podcast. Yeah. I'm your host, Prentice Thompson, along with the pastor, Pastor Caleb, Caleb Winley. Winley, what's going on? How y'all doing out there? We, we, everything's, everything's good on my end, brother. We, saw, we are still in this um, COVID environment, so we're recording right. remotely. This is a different, it's a different world we're in. Um, yeah. Normally, yeah. we would be at the studio, yeah. but this is part of one of our pre-launch shows that's going to launch on June 2nd, and um, it's kind of been a, a, a crazy adjustment, um, you know, for every for everybody. So I wanted to bring in someone inside of the church culture. Okay. That could provide some insight from his perspective. Today's topic is the multicultural church. Okay. And yeah. my brother, and dealing with dealing with the COVID COVID virus. So my brother, I'm bringing on is very acclimated to this topic. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 
very acclimated to this topic, and he's and he's like one of my little brothers. So he's a youngin. Uh, he's he's the youngin. <laughs> youngin, <laughs> I got, I got my, I got my youngin on. I'm feeling real good about myself right now. That's what's up. Oh man. So yeah, I, and I don't know him, so that's a real good thing for you. You got, you got to find out. You, you, you gonna listen? This is my dude. This is my dude for real. So, um, I want Caleb. Might you just read the bio, man? He, he, I got you. I got you. I got you. You got a lot to say. Uh, we we talking about uh, uh, this brother here, uh, speaker, lyricist, blogger, writer, husband, Emery Anderson is a voice and a catalyst for today's generation. This Hampton University grad but North Carolina native uses his communications gifts to positively impact others. He leverages his influence to speak life and hope into the lives and relationships of people, young and old. He believes if people are willing to listen, it's imperative he have something to say. Emory has been married to his high school sweetheart, Jessica, going on nine years, and he was formerly a high school teacher in the public school system of Cumberland County but now serves on the staff at Manor Church in Fayetteville, North Carolina. He was the youth and student pastor for three years, but currently serves as the executive pastor of creative arts and worship experience. I'd like to introduce you and even to myself, my brother, Emery Anderson himself. What's going on, y'all? M. I call him hey. M. Not, not, not M. Okay. M. <laughs> What's going on, man? Y'all doing all right? How you doing, brother? Everything, everything is good. Happy to have you on the show, brother. Um, we were chopping it up like a couple, I think yesterday. Yeah, you know, about some things, man. So I'm really we gonna get that out to the people a little later on. But I'm really excited to have you on the show. My man is a is a Zoom meeting expert. Um, he's been. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's a true statement. Because you look, you look real professional. I see your stature and your and your posture. Man, I've been, I've been in like, I, you know, I was telling you, I can't, I'm not able to go into the office. So I've been working from home and having Zoom meetings like the last six weeks, man. So I mean, I'm doing them on the phone. I'm doing them on the computer. So yeah, I got a few, a uh, few of these underneath my belt. If yeah, you're gonna check the box, professionalism. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we normally start our show out with Sunday school. I know M, we're yeah. gonna fill you in with Sunday. Sunday school is the funny stories we share as people who do media that happen at church. Yeah, so, right, right, okay. So I'll start with mine. You know, okay, class of time. Time for Sunday school. I was mixing at an undisclosed location. Mm-hmm. Undisclosed location. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say where it was, but I'll say that I met this bass player and this um, guitar player, mm-hmm. and, and they had their b-boy gear on, no Ace Deuce, you know, blah 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 blah. But they wasn't. They was like 79, 89, 79 b-boys. Wow. You know, and it was an artist come. Uh, it was an artist coming into town. They want to be fresh. That I, I, I hope I got this name wrong, but I think I'm right. They call themselves the Gospel Boys. The Gospel Boys. The Gospel. You gotta say this like that. The, the Gospel Boys. Right. <laughs> okay. Well. So I get. So I get to the church. I'm like, okay, wow. 
wow, they, you know, they try to, you know, speak with the lingo. Yo, what's going on, player? You know what I mean? Yeah, hey, we're going to get that thing in. You know what I'm saying? Da, 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 da. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> You're a little aggressive there, sir, but it ain't okay. So I get to the church and I, I can't even make this up. The, the, the guitar player must have been about 5'2", short guy. Okay. His rack, his stack, he was a guitar player and he was nasty. His stack was like 6'6". Six, six. Oh. Behind him. Like, <laughs> yeah. like behind him. Right? The bass player had a like had a had a had a um a, a 12 cone cab. Nice head, nice sound. But the dude had like a a Mackie 450. 15 inch on the mm-hmm. side so he can hear himself. A oh, 15. 15 inch thousand watt speaker so he can hear wow. himself. Because <clears throat> he was going deaf, you know. But that's another <laughs> not, only that, <laughs> not only that, not only that, they were not plugged to the house. Oh, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I show up, I said, hey, brother, um, how we signing out there? How we signing out there? Loud? You know, it was like, (laughs) you know, it was loud. You know, and I had to really argue with these brothers just to plug into the house. Yeah. I can make them sound better. Yeah. And unplug some of their stacks. And I'm like, yo, the house the pastor even, because they, like, literally, his stack was behind the pastor. Like, the pulpit is here. He here, you know, and the stack is like way back like this, looking like King Kong. This a, dude, he looked like he looked like the speakers was the backdrop, like the straight backdrop. And I'm just like, how is this going on? How is this going? And you know, I was just, it just goes to show you how much people just don't know about audio yeah, and what yeah. they think should sound good. And then sometimes the selfishness of some musicians. Yeah, you know, you know, so it's, it. you know, and I'm pretty sure. And you ran into church when you get there, and their system was kind of like, "What are we doing here?" Now, the in the United States, there are 300 million of us, and black people represent only 13 percent of that. And I find that um, <laughs> black people will go to white churches, but white people usually don't go to black churches. That's kind of that's kind of what I've been saying. So yeah, how yeah. Are, so how are you like how are you, how are you like what's your view? Um, I, I've 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 seen that same thing, um, which is which is unique. I've even been in some circles where we've had those um, those those conversations. Um, I think it comes down to for me, it comes down to to leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you know, is, is the is the church a, a Bible teaching church? Um, like our church is very like community and outreach driven. Um, is there, is there intentionality in trying to, um, embrace like diversity? Like, are you so Mm -hmm. closed off to just kind of how it's always been and what's comfortable? Mm -hmm. Um, and so those things are the things that, that, that I look for, um, and was part of the reason why I was okay with, um, you know, where man, a church where I call home base. Um, I've been able to really just kind of grow and develop in my in my gifting and skill set where um, being in a leadership role, um, I'm 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 able to be me like I, I've never once felt like I needed to um, kind of conform. 
or change who I was. So when, like when I host or if I'm speaking, if I'm preaching, I'm using hip hop references. I'm using slang terminology. Um, but the, the senior pastor, like that's not his stick. That's not his flow. That's not how mm-hmm. he do it. Um, you know, but I have those, that, that, that liberty to, to still be me um, within the culture that we, that we have. And so um, for me, it's comfortable. Um, if I ever felt like it wasn't, um, we have we have those open communications where we can we can address those. And so and, and we, we try to do our due diligence in um, having some of the tough conversations um, mm-hmm. with with things that are going on in our nation um, mm-hmm. that might affect people in the church that don't look like maybe the large majority. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, because those conversations are put on the table and, and we're able to have those as adults and people who look different and come from different backgrounds, mm-hmm. um, it makes me appreciate it a bit more. Mm-hmm. So what's the, what's the biggest question? Like if you had to pick the one question that kind of seems to resurface um, in dealing with that topic, what do you, what do you think it would be? Um, probably like the the. Probably the, like, so most, most of us haven't like grown up in like a multicultural or non-denominational church. So what is it that's causing, um, blacks, African-American folks to leave those churches and kind of set up and find home base in a church that, you know, might have where the leadership is, um, like Caucasian or it's multicultural mm-hmm. versus just kind of being in a black church. So those are the questions I get mm-hmm. um, and find myself in discussions in quite a bit. So how do you, how do you, I mean, far as dealing with the parishioners, when you first came aboard, were there any apprehension or is it kind of like, you know, you're kind of learning as you go or they're kind of learning you as, as, as you, as you flow into this, to this new role? Yeah, I, I think it's a little, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, just because the, the culture is, is different. Um, the, the church I grew up in was a very small church, about 150 people. Um, you know, there, there, you know, there's, there's structures, there's, there's some organization to some things, but a lot of it is very lax. A lot of it is very free flowing. Um, the church I'm in now, the size is, it's, a it's about 7,500 members in the, the Fayetteville area. Um, and so there's aspects of it that are, um, a lot more polished and there's mm-hmm. aspects of it that kind of runs like like a machine where it's just right. like this is the schedule this is the flow this is how mm-hmm. we're doing things mm-hmm. um, so I had to adjust to that um, and just find my fit kind of in the new culture so it's, like I said earlier it's not conforming where it's like okay I gotta turn I gotta turn down Emory or tune down who I am and, and not let my personality like come through the things that I, I do at the church, but I got to kind of find where my flow and my fit is within the culture that is a bit different than mm-hmm. what I grew up in. Yeah, like I, I call that code switching, you know? You know? Yeah. You know what I mean? I find that, Yeah. well, I code switch all day long. And so, <laughs> but I find that, shots <laughs> 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 fire. <laughs> all day long, um, um, but I find that because because I'm able to function in both worlds pretty pretty evenly, pretty pretty well. There you go, right? Um, it allows me the flexibility to be able to deal with deal with, deal with everybody. And most people that's not our race don't really have to deal with that because we because we have our own language. Even just even yeah. just regionally, um, yes, it's, it's 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 totally different. You know Absolutely. what I mean? It's totally different. So when I'm when I think of when I think of multicultural church, um, I think of um, ages, 
I think of um, genders. I think of the different types of cultures. Absolutely. Um, and they have to, because we all have to kind of build an understanding between each other to kind of move forward. And what the agenda is, is Jesus Christ is the agenda. So Absolutely. How, so how can I communicate to my brother and my sister on a yes. level where they can receive and walk away more empowered and then at the same time, walk away with more understanding of, mm-hmm. of, of a culture. And I, yes. find that, I find that in some churches that that doesn't happen. It's it's this way and, it's, and this, these are our people and excluding a whole segment right. of society Sure. Um, because they don't see them on a day-to-day basis and have mm-hmm. no basis of understanding and then not understanding what's happening to our other brothers or sisters who don't look like you. Right, exactly. Yep. And then on top of that, there's also that structure and not that control that you find in a lot of um, quote-unquote black churches. When you, get to, when you come to a white church, there seems to be um, we do things like you were saying. We do things on schedule. We on time. You know, we we out early. Uh, we care about family. All of those things mean something to a community of African Americans. But when you come into black churches, a lot of times that's not pro- that's not propagated. That's it's, it's just like we just keep going and going and going. Right. Yeah. At two o'clock in the morning, and we making it happen. And this is all for the Lord. Yes, but. At the end of the day, when I got to get up and go to work on Monday, I'm burnt out because I spent most of my time in church all day Sunday. And that still right. happens, even now. Right, it does. Absolutely, yeah. it does. So how are you guys dealing with this, the whole COVID thing and how has this changed um, church at, at Manor Church? Um, well, it's been a, a huge shift because some churches, they already have streaming as part of their you know, their services and weekends. So we've never done streaming. Like we would record mm. some of our services and have it to post online. Really? Um, yeah. Mm. We, uh, I would have never thought that because I know um, me and Sean did a show there. I think we did a show there a while ago, a long time ago. I think we did. I think it was Man of Church. Yeah, Sean, uh, Slaughter's been there. He's been to Man of Church. Yeah, yeah so, yeah. I, yeah. so I know I've definitely been there. I've definitely been there. So you would you would see you would see like the facility and the size yeah, of the church. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. No, like so what so our normal flow, just to kind of back up, is so we're we're multi-site. So like our big site, we have like a Thursday service. We record that service. That that goes to um some of they go that goes to our satellite sites that are in the city that are just video. Um and then that goes to the web on Sunday evening. So we would mm-hmm. never have any service streaming online while services okay. were going on on Sunday. Um, so um, we, so we've had to shift everything online and um, it's, it's been, it started off as a challenge. I think we're in a bit of a, of a flow now. Mm-hmm. Um, the unique thing is that falls in my lane. So as like the pastor over creative and mm-hmm. weekend experiences, um, Everybody that has something to do with the service falls under a lane that I lead, worship, live production, um, and the weekend experience. And so we've had to, first, the first week was, um, it was horrible. Like, I'm just going to be honest. It was bad. Like, we didn't, we, we, we were anticipating it. So we ordered the gear on like Wednesday and it was scheduled to be here on the follow. Listen, look, P, it's crazy. We ordered the gear. On Wednesday, anticipating the governor might say, "Hey, if 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 we got to close churches, like we would be prepared." We were thinking it's going to be the next weekend. We have our Thursday night service that we recorded, and right before that service, 
the governor makes a statement. And so we, we have to cancel services on Sunday. The gear doesn't come until Monday. So we have, we have a setup that we, we were able to use like a webcam and it kind of mirrored to oh like my God. Live. bro. Like, Are you serious? Dude, oh, the, the audio, the audio was trash. Like you can hear all the like the it was like it sounded low fidelity. Oh. Um, the video stream, I had people texting me. They were like, "Um, is, is the Wi-Fi down? Because everything looked pixelated." I'm like, "Bro, that's the best it's gonna get. It's wicked. Like it was, it was bad." Wow. But once we got the gear, um, they they set it up because it did something like with encoding, so it had a better signal. It was a better compressed file. Um, fixed the audio problem. Um, and so we, we've, we've gotten a pretty good flow. So we, what we were doing were we had um, still had worship teams. They would come into an empty auditorium and they would lead worship the same time we would have services. So at our, at our main campus, um, our large campus, we, we have four services um, on Sunday morning. So they led to an empty auditorium and, you know, led to the cameras, the people in their homes. Um, 8, 15, 9, 30, 11, and 12, 30. So basically, and y'all, did, we, so y'all did the same worship schedule? So starting Monday? off, like the first couple of weeks, we did the same worship schedule. Woo. And so we had, a, we, had a, we had a full band and everything. Um, so we ran lights and st- smoke on stage. We did it just like, like it was a, a packed auditorium. Um, then about two or three weeks in, um, we shifted a bit, and so we were just kind of like, okay, if people are watching in their homes, let's try to create an experience that fits. Like I'm sitting on the couch, I didn't, I'm in my pajamas, I ain't really ground. So we kind of did some stripped back sets. Um, we kind of set up in a different location on campus, and we did some pre-recording. So like the message was pre-recorded, um, but some of the sermons were still live. And so that was kind of like the pace, but then we've, we've kind of gone to a place now where um, everything now is for the most part um, kind of pre-recorded package. Um, mm-hmm. And then we either we either stream it or we just kind of premiere it and have it set up and plugged in on, um, okay. on YouTube already. And then we have people live in the chat kind of communicating, answering questions and those things. Okay. Okay. Um, so that's, that's, been the, that's been the major shift, man, where wow. a normal weekend we're trying to pull off uh, 13, 13 services across all of our sites on a weekend to, to like Dang. basically Dang. one one location which is online and just just trying to execute that in an arena that we're learning as we as we go. So wow, wow, wow! That's the conversation I have with churches on a daily basis. I mean, I've had churches that basically call me and say, "Well, listen, we really need help and." My pastor has an iPhone and we can't seem to get the audio into the iPhone and we, we, we stream. Did we stream? Yes. Yes. That's, that's what it's called. We streamed last <laughs> service and no one could hear him. I, I, I don't, and dude, it's the, the conversations is just so remedial and I'm, I'm listening to people. So it's crazy that I'm thinking that a church, the size, the size of man, a church, Still, still, we're faced with the same problems of the storefront church with like fifteen members. Bro, this, 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 this whole epidemic has, and not, and not just in the church. It has put like so many industries like on a level playing field. Yeah. Like, so it's no matter if you have, if you got fifty members 
or you got 20,000 members. I call my friend, my boy CJ. He's at Church of the Highlands in um, Alabama. Um, 30,000 member church. Like they, they, they're all over the, the, the state of Alabama. He, he's running into some of the same issues that we're running into. And, they, and, and, and they're, I mean, I said, we're kind of like a machine sometimes when it comes to like the production stuff, like those cats are on it. And when I had a conversation with him, he's like yo we having the same struggles we having the same challenges it's it's no different man it's no yeah. different yeah yeah so i think that with with um understanding technology and being that people are on their phones like pretty much 99% of the time yeah, right. that's, where they, that's where they ingest their information um it's kind of it's it's marketing one on one you got to be where people are and if you can't be effective where people are then you're not reaching the people Right, exactly. So you you got you have to change up your game a little bit. Like so, if we kept if we continue to just do the same thing the same way as if it were like we're we're doing this for an experience that's designed to like be with people and you got your hands raised and you you're singing next to the person, like it, it wouldn't translate the same way watching it through a screen or watching right. it on you know your your, your MacBook or whatever. Right. And we had to switch it up to be able to to know the audience we were reaching in. Yeah, I found that I found yep. that um. Even when I'm teaching engineers to mix for the house and to mix for the feed, totally different experience. So you may want to have yep. the drums a certain way in the house, but your drums should not sound the way they sound in the house in the feed. True. Sure. Yes. So you have to mix with two different heads. Mm -hmm. And if you don't pay attention, you know, people will come to you and say, oh, you know, um, sister, such and such is really loud on on, on the stream, mm -hmm. but you're not paying attention. Mm -hmm. So now you dip back into the stream. So, oh, I need to bring her down or bring him up exactly. or balance yeah. the drums. So yeah. you have to spend that meticulous time. It would now now what's happening is that is the feed. Right. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's so funny you say that because um, and I, I applaud our team, like our sound engineer, like he's. He he's a beast, and so when we when we knew we had to go to streaming, he grabbed one of the soundboards from one of our other sites, um, set up in one of the other rooms, and had like the monitors, had the board mix, had the plugins, and all stuff. And he he did exactly what you're saying. So there was an engineer who was mixing in the house that was going to the feed, and then he mixed the feed that was going to the stream. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Yep. If you don't have the luxury of having you know, most times most churches don't have the luxury of having a dude mixing the production fee, got mixing monitors. And so as an engineer, I can tell you that your head is about to explode because everyone's issues is coming to you. You know, yes. you got feedback, um, the bass is too loud in the house, production fee, too much reverb. Mm -hmm. Um, you try to adjust that. It, you know, and then everyone everything is now everything has to happen mm -hmm. now so yeah. right at, at the drop of a dime as an engineer you have to prioritize like that you have to, yeah, you have exactly. to prioritize really quick about what's going to happen first second third fourth fifth so the person that may be coming to tell me is um i can't hear in the back they gotta wait mm -hmm. um the person the pastor saying, "The pastor saying, like, my in ears is too hot. I got to get him right, and then I got to yeah. pull the reverb down off the singer three. And so you're constantly shifting. You know, you got you know, the, 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 the right, a right yeah. telling you she can't hear herself in the monitor. Yeah. 
and you know everyone has a now scenario it has to have right, exactly. now 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 but as an engineer you gotta prioritize what you do yep. and yep. explaining that to people give me a second I'm gonna get to you one mm-hmm. minute and but it's all happening like this mm-hmm. everything's happening like this yep. so what do you see going forward like what do you see church say in October I'm, I'm hoping like we're in a place where we're we're meeting and it feels like, I mean, whatever the new norm is, like we're able to gather again. But I think for um, a lot of churches, what this experience has done is kind of like, like has some light shine on some, some areas that can be developed um, right. or even some areas that you might not have even begun to take steps to say like, Hey, you know, you might have talked about, hey, having a stream or some type of online ministry. And now that you've been forced to mm-hmm. to continue to, to engage your people and your community, you've had to learn these things on the fly. Your sound mm-hmm. person has had to kind of step his game up, do some research. You may have had to purchase some equipment in order to make it happen. Um, so I think it's going to it's going to allow churches to reach a broader audience that maybe they didn't reach before. So like mm-hmm. I told you before, we, we didn't do any streaming. So I've been, I've Yo, been dude, at the I church. find that so amazing. So, so no, we church. did, bro, we did no live streaming. <laughs> Everything was already pre-recorded, but here's the crazy thing. So because we've done live streaming, we, we've seen how people have responded, connected. Um, sure. We don't want to make that a major part because, um, we're we're a we're like a small group church, so we're big on people getting plugged in, connected with other people. So we want to have that relational aspect. But we have found out there there is um, a win in having the stream. Like we've had people from other countries and stuff join the stream, and they're they're typing in their 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 native language, um, and we don't understand, but they're communicating with each other. So I think what we're planning on doing is having a stream that is the actual. So I think it's our nine thirty or eleven thirty service. We're gonna have that one streamed on our website. Um, which, if it wasn't if it wasn't for COVID nineteen, we probably would still not have any exactly. streaming equipment. We wouldn't be streaming. Everything would be pre recorded. So I think that's gonna do the same for um, many many churches. The small sure. church I grew up in, a small United Methodist church, um, they 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 don't do any type of technology. I think they got a YouTube page. They might record with one mm. camera. Um, and they've had to do some some creative things. And so I think that might be something that they continue to do. So I think it's stretching the creativity um, of the church and and reevaluating how we engage like our flock, our people who attend, but also those who we're trying to reach outside the church. Right, right, right. Right. And we're grabbing, we, by, by doing it this way, we're also grabbing hold to a whole nother community that we have exactly. never even thought about before. You know what I'm saying? We never even focused on when the Bible tells us to the outer earth, to the outer areas, you know what I'm saying? We've been focused on Jerusalem. And he's like, yo, no, 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 there's a whole group of people out there. And this circumstance has opened up, especially our ministry has opened us up that, yo, we got to do, we got to establish a online church, period. There you go. There's a whole group of people that just want to come in, they want to support, but they need the word. And they may not be the persons that ever walk into our building, but they're sitting out at home on the same Sunday or same Tuesday yep. or Thursday and say, I got to get this word because I need it. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, right. I, good. I, I mean, it may have been a rough thing or how we got pushed out of it or pushed out of our comfort zone, but yes. this thing worked. It worked. It worked for yes. us. Really good. And I think it's, I think it's going to allow people to, um, like 
like step up certain areas that they may see in their in their ministry because the online experience might be somebody's first time or first connection or first impression with your ministry Mm -hmm. so however they see that that might be the determining factor if i'm going to actually come to the the brick and mortar building once you know once services opened up and so um i've seen some churches where they've begun to like 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 i was talking about with us maybe the first couple of weeks of streaming um Mm -hmm. it wasn't our best foot forward because we were we were in a new territory um where if they would have came on a sunday morning um, they they would have gotten like you know grade sure. A A one experience yeah, yeah, you know yeah. so we got to create that same experience that same touch mm-hmm. you know through through a device and their first impression yeah. that they get with us when they see us online you know yeah. so I think a lot of churches are doing that in the online sense and um, hopefully and prayerfully that carries over to you know what people experience when they walk through the doors yeah yeah so when, was- so when you say um, experience. How would you how would you define the the online church experience to the live experience? Um, like generically or like at my ministry at, at, at generically gene- generically. Um, I feel like it's 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 a lot different because um, because so many people consume so much information on their phone. They consume that information um, simultaneously with other stuff. Right. So, like, I could be on a phone call and then get a text, and I'm texting why why I'm still on the phone listening to you, or I get a Facebook alert, and so then I click over there and then I'm doing something. So, I had a friend who said, like, he's like, man, I've I visited five churches in the last thirty minutes, and so he's like, kind of going from <laughs> I'm going from I'm going from one to one. I'm, I'm logging off this YouTube. That's it. It's like a virtual yeah. church hop. So honestly, here's the thing. People are experiencing other ministries that they may have heard of or seen, or they like this right. pastor, or this pastor comes up in their youth or their Instagram feed. Mm-hmm. And here's a chance where it's like, I, I don't feel disloyal because I'm not, you know, I'm not going to my home church because nobody knows. I'll watch my 930 service. I'll check out their 11, 11 o'clock service. So right. I think people are consuming more um, experiences. I think people are able to see um, as far as leadership, able to see and kind of glean off of others, what others are doing well, that they mm-hmm. might can kind of incorporate mm-hmm. into their culture that works for them. But I think the biggest thing is the 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 environmental aspect, um, like that that sitting next to the person, you know, you know, in the black right. church, it's like yeah. look at your neighbor and say, you know, God is good. Like, how you like look, look at you like you where, where you phone, doing like, at? How like, far your neighbor? Like, right, right, right. That's it, you know. <laughs> and and then for for some. I've seen I've seen some pastors on their feed and they're like, look, y'all go ahead and put an amen in the in the chat. Go ahead and put an amen in the chat. Like, or you know, put a mm-hmm. put a put a emoji raise hand. So that mm-hmm. interaction that pastors like to have to engage. Like me as a mm-hmm. performer, like I like to read the audience, fill out the audience. So I kind of mm-hmm. know when I can okay, let me go down this trail a little bit longer because I got them with me. Like you don't right. you don't have that. You're talking to a camera right. and you can't read the room. You don't know what they're reading. You can't read the room, right? There's no reaction on the other side. So I think that's the biggest, the biggest thing, like the engagement. So I'm leading mm-hmm. worship, and I have to, I have to be in my place where this is personal. I need to, pe- I need people to see my personal worship because I'm not saying raise hands all over the building, empty room, nobody's in there. You know, mm-hmm. so same thing for for the pastor. So I think that engagement part is what's really missing, and and church being the people, church, church you know, not church. the building. 
right. church being the people, right? And so that experience, I think people are missing that. Where you see so and so at the door and they're smiling and you yeah, hug them and this, that, yeah, and third. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, like that's the one thing I miss. Like just walking into the building and seeing my church yeah. family and being able to politic and exactly. talk and chop it up and talk about anything. Yes, so the community right. that that the whole. So now it's the a community. Person. Yep. It's this new virtual that's community it, that, that we're building. Because like even if you look at your, your own Facebook, like people that's my friends, I don't know half of these people. <laughs> exactly. I probably know, probably know one third of the people that's my friends like on Instagram or Facebook. Right. You know, like right. they just like they just like what I did. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so I think we're kind of in that space where people are kind of liking what you do and say, oh, because mm-hmm. I, I got even like I got a friend of mine, she 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 goes to three churches. Online, but she's been doing that for years. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of like the new normal in, in that sense. But you have to pre- present a a um a package that's palatable in the space that we're in and that we're going. And I was talking to Caleb like last week. I was telling him that I would not be surprised if you said you have VR church. Yeah. Yeah, it's happening. It's happening. I found two already. Yeah. Where you actually have a sim church, where you come in and you sit in and you have in that whole situation. But um, yeah, man. I mean, it's crazy. But one thing, one thing that I want to say though, for just the minister, for the person that's that's leading that particular service, what it does, what I've learned, especially with the last these last yeah, two months you, for me, has been because you've been preaching on Thursday. Because you've been preaching on Thursdays. Exactly. Exactly. So tell us, so tell it's, us your it's, experience. <laughs> it's crazy because you are in the room. You are you you you, you do get ex- you you do get a feed off of the people, but now you got to get a feed off of the people you don't see but that you believe that are there. Yes. It's just like a lot a lot of old school pastors back in the days when they got saved or even before they got saved, they would preach two chairs. They would preach in a mirror. You know what I'm saying? There's nobody there. They just, they're building their game up. So I think for me, what it did was it helped me become more global minded and not, you know, there's a difference. I remember, I, you'll get this. Um, when you have a local DJ and when you have a DJ that's international. So there's a there's a different mindset for a person that travels beyond the boundaries. And I think that what this has helped us do was travel beyond the comfort zone of having the people in front of me that I'm feeding off of. And only and that means that I'm just a local preacher. But now when I'm looking at the camera and I'm kind of having to figure it out, who's out there speaking to the person I never do that I won't I will never see, right. but recognize there's somebody hearing what I'm saying. I don't know who it is, but I believe that God is, is giving me a message and they're picking it up. Man, that I think it, it makes you grow. It makes you grow. It changes your message and everything. That's good. How's it, so how's it how's it changed for you, um, um, Pastor Caleb, as uh preparing your preparing your messages? How's that how's that changed for you? My message has to be a lot more global. I have to be. I have to go a lot, a lot deeper. I also have to. We don't change truth, but I change my my approach to how I have to pull people in differently. Because now it's not just the people sitting that I know who, right. who even in my mistakes, they'll just overlook it. Now I got to make sure everything, which I should have been, of course, but I got to make sure everything is on point and everything is right where it needs to be because. You get one opportunity, man. One opportunity yes, to shine. Yep. One. Right. And you never know. You know what I'm saying? And that one opportunity can bring somebody out of death into into life. And you can't mm-hmm. you it changes your whole paradigm when it comes to ministering that. Right, right, yeah. right. So let's do this. 
my boy M is a is a is a wordsmith. <laughs> He's a wordsmith. <laughs> I grow I groomed him. I groomed him. <laughs> <laughs> That's <good. laughs> Yo, he grooming a lot of people, man. He grooming me too. <laughs> Yo, yo, P, 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 P is, 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 he's that guy. Like, it's so funny, P. Like, I thought about an experience, like, when we first met in this, well, we actually first worked together in the studio. You did some mixing for me on my first project. Right, um, that's and right. And I remember yeah, that, right. You did a, you did a mixing on my first, on, on the first project I did when I was at Hampton. Um, but I wasn't really, like, an artist then. I was more of a writer. And I remember the first song you did for me when, um, that I that I that I wrote as an artist, um, and I came to your studio in VA, and we were working together. And then I went back home to North Carolina, put something down, sent it to you, and I was gonna come back up and record it. And I don't think you were expecting whatever it was that that I did because the first project you heard it was like a different season, and then you heard me as mm-hmm. an artist. And I yeah. I remember your re- I remember your reaction to this day where you just kind of like. Wait, what? Like, and so, like, it's yeah. That that's forever embedded in my mind, man. So, um, so yeah. But but I mean, you 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 help shape me. You help. You you always honest. You were always truthful. Um, if I need to go back to the drawing board, you'd be like, yeah, that ain't that ain't it. You know, that ain't it. And I I knew I knew I knew it was because you wanted me to be better. You saw something in me, um, and you didn't want me to settle for for, for mediocre. And so I'm I'm grateful for that. Man. So oh yeah, that's dope, oh, yeah. bro. At least he ain't got you lifting up bricks, taking them from one piece of the one side of the backyard hey, to the other. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Michael. Come on, get that brick off. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I, 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 I believe I believe in um, iron sharpens iron. Sometimes you gotta turn. You know, you got you gotta, if you if you if you're paper, or you or you cotton. I got I got I gotta get you. I gotta get you to that status where we can sharpen each other. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And in the studio, in, in the studio, sure. I always tell artists this: yeah. it's like if I don't That's believe, good. then no one's gonna believe. So, brother, you gonna? Huh? I said if I, I, it's a, in the studio, if I don't believe you, no one's gonna believe. Oh so, uh, yes, true. yes. And so that comes that comes close with your messaging. That comes close with everything. That's true. It's like it has to be realistic. It has to be believable. Where people have to feel you, not just see you. Right. Their eyes. They got to feel you because music is and words are are impactful. Words. So yeah. Be, so with that being said, we're gonna end the show with M giving us a little little salt pepper, little paprika on the mic. Oh man. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay, I got one. This is this is one of my one of my my, my favorite pieces I like to share. Um, my wife and I we do a lot with relationships and talking through relationships. So and, and I'm a storyteller. So this kind of kind of that, that story vibe. Um, she loved Rome because she had love Rome. She thought love was when she heard in all of these love songs. She needed a shift in perspective. So many men disrespecting her. Cause herself she neglected and left her heart unprotected. So instead of the one right man, she would settle for the one night stand. Cause she figured that they loved that sex. They had to love her next and then the loneliness might end. Mm. But she had it all wrong from the get go. But I admit though, I see many with the staring. So I wonder how many really gonna hear me and how many hearts in the dark from their weary. And see, she wondered why her relationships, they, they would never seem to really last long. 
They seem to end in bad news. Gotta sing in the blues like a jazz song. So many dudes are doing mad wrong. She get mad, cuss them out, and then spaz on them. Lust will creep in every weekend. But that don't mean you supposed to act on it. I know. That's easier said than done. I know she want to have her fun because she young, but she don't get it. She looking for a love that'll heal her from a hurt when he already did it. She's killing herself trying to love a man when there's a man that's already loved her to death. Now, he the one she should ride with because he guaranteed her that she'd never be a side chick. Uh, I'm going to leave you with that. <laughs> Bars. <laughs> That's sick. That is sick. That was it. Well, thank you, Em, for joining us, man. Emory Anderson. I know I've been, I've been aiming you to death. Emory nah, man, it's all good, us. man. It's love. I appreciate it. Having us on, having me on the show. And he's going to end it with this. Keep God first in everything you do. Every time we see you next time on the Church Down Podcast. Sure. Attention all churches and organizations. Are you looking to amplify your message and reach your community in a powerful way? Introducing Podcast Made Simple, the perfect solution for churches and organizations, and even yourself, eager to step into the world of podcasting with ease and confidence. Our beginner course serves as a comprehensive guide helping you navigate the ins and outs of podcasting effortlessly. From selecting the right equipment to crafting engaging content, Podcast Made Simple provides step-by-step guidance tailored to your needs. No more struggling with complicated technology or feeling overwhelmed by the process. Without course, you'll be recording and sharing your message to the world in no time. Podcast Made Simple helped our church connect with our congregation in a whole new way. Thanks to this course, our message is reaching more people than ever before. Don't miss out on this opportunity to engage your community and make a lasting impact. Enroll in Podcast Made Simple today. The link is in the show notes or visit our website, invisiblemediaconsulting.com.